Hey, we wanted to show that video this morning because uh, obviously the 4th is tomorrow and uh, we celebrate our Independence Day. But it also, uh, you know, depicted different people who serve us and have served us, uh, the military, uh, EMT, police, and particularly the firemen. And uh, especially in light of the fact that, you know, June 30th was the anniversary, the third anniversary of the granite hotshots, who, uh, mountain hotshots who passed away serving us, serving Yarnell. Uh, we especially wanted to show that, that video today. And so we want to take a few minutes right now and just pray and ask God to continue to be with the family, uh, families of the 19 who lost their lives on, on our behalf. So let's uh, turn to the Lord in prayer. Lord, just thanks. <clears throat> thanks for your goodness. Thanks that uh, we can turn to you. Um, we thank you for those who serve us and who serve us so faithfully. We thank you for those in the military who have uh, given their lives for us and who continue to serve us even as we speak. We thank you for all those who serve us in different roles uh, within our community, for those who serve police, sheriff department, EMT, Especially, Lord, we want to thank you for the firemen, uh, especially at this time of year as we remember the 19 who uh, gave their lives for us and gave it for Yarnell. And we just uh, pray for them, we pray for their families. God, we just pray that you would be near to them, that they would know, as we're going to be talking about today, that you will never leave them <clears throat> nor forsake them, that you will always be there with them. So just continue to uh, be with those families, Lord. Let them know that we, as a community, have not forgotten about them and that we care about them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I thought I'd start off this morning actually by uh, sharing a story. Uh, It starts with uh, actually my mother, who's 80 years old and actually is uh, pretty active on Facebook. And uh, so she posted a story a little over a week ago. I thought you might enjoy it. And it's actually about a a cemetery that has this huge uh, pecan tree in it. And there were a couple of young boys who uh, wanted to gather up some of the fruit, some of those pecans, and, and partake in them. And so they came with a big bucket and gathered up all these pecans. And and then they, gathered, they sat on the other side of this pecan tree where you couldn't actually see them from the fence, but they were on the other side of the pecan tree, and they started to divvy them up, and they spilt some of them, and some of those pecans, you know, ended up next to the fence, but they just left them there. And so they started to, you know, divvy them up, one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. And then there was another, there's a little boy on a bike who was driving by, and he heard these voices coming from the cemetery, and he heard, one for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. And he says, oh, man, I, you know, I think I know what's going on. And so he saw an older man down the road, and he was walking with a cane and everything. And so he goes down there, and he says to this old man, you got to come in the cemetery. The Lord and Satan are divvying up souls in the cemetery. you got to come. you got to see this. you got to hear this. And the old man says, no, I don't want to. I mean, you see, I'm really decrepit. I, can't, I mean, I can't walk hardly. I don't want, no, no. But he, finally, he convinced him to come up to the fence at the gate there. And so the old man's listening, and he hears, one for you, one for me, one for you. He says, man, we got to get closer. We might be able to, you know, see, who, see the Lord. So they get really closer, and they hear those guys, those boys saying, they don't know that the boys, they hear these voices saying, one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you. That's all. Now let's go get those nuts next to the fence. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they say that the, uh, uh, that the, uh, the old man got had a 50-yard lead on that boy on the, on the bike when he finally caught up with him. has nothing to do with the sermon today, but I just thought, hey, you might enjoy uh, a humorous story. Actually, what we are doing today is uh, we're celebrating. Uh, we're celebrating the fact that God has taken us through a transition, uh, through a transition from one senior pastor, one lead pastor, uh, to another. It was on uh, March 8th that Pastor John Dickerson, former lead pastor here at the church, announced to the church that he felt like God was calling him on to another church ministry, actually a ministry in California. And uh, he left actually on April 19th, 2015. That was his last Sunday here with us. And so uh, next Sunday, July 10th, Scott Savage begins his tenure as the uh, new lead pastor of Cornerstone Church. So that means that we have gone through 64 Sundays between Pastor John and Pastor Scott. And it means that it's been a year and three months that uh, we've gone through this uh, transition. Before John left to uh, take this ministry in California, he preached a message on Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 8, and he entitled it, Our Good and Faithful Guide. And so we want to revisit that passage this morning. We want to take a look at it because when he preached this passage, he did it to try to prepare us for the transition that uh, we were going to be going through. And now we want to take a look at it looking back, having been brought through that transition. I just want to remind you that there's a few things that we want to uh, to do this morning. First, we want to remember how God has been our good and faithful guide through this transition. He has been our good and faithful God, just as John said he would be. We want to remind ourselves to keep putting our faith in God as he leads us forward from here into this next season as a church. We want to celebrate and honor those who have played significant roles in helping Cornerstone, Cornerstone go through this transition. And then we want to prepare ourselves prayerfully to support the new leader that God has chosen to be the next lead pastor at Cornerstone Church. But first, let's take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to read this. It's coming from the uh, English Standard Version. So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan, the Jordan River. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you will dispossess them. And Joshua will go over as your head as the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, into their land when he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua And said to him in the sight of all Israel, 
Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So the first principle that John gave to us when he preached this sermon was that God has never abandoned you, and he won't abandon you now. God has never abandoned you, and he will not abandon you now. And just thinking back on this passage, Moses has led the Israelites out of captivity in Egypt. And they spent 40 years in the desert, wandering, but also preparing, preparing themselves to enter the promised land. But when it's time now to cross the Jordan River into the promised land, Moses is saying, I'm not going to be going with you. And when John preached this message, you know, the point was that John was getting ready to be led to go to a different ministry. He was not going to be continuing on here with Cornerstone. But his reminder was that God has never abandoned you, and he will not abandon you now. So the transition for us as a church has been like crossing the Jordan River, crossing it without Moses. So as we've gone through this transition, God, I can tell you, has been with us. He has not abandoned us as a church. He has taken us through it. God has led Cornerstone through this whole transition process and through the whole search process. And God will lead you through the transitions and difficult times in your own lives. I'm not sure where you are right now, but if you're going through a challenging time, a transition in your life, I'm here to tell you that God will be with you. He is with you, and he will never forsake you. I was uh, in the previous service. We had Larry Lloyd in the service. He lost his wife just a little over two weeks ago. She died suddenly, unexpectedly. And the promise is to Larry that God is with him, will not forsake him, will take him through that difficult time. I can recognize, I see it in my own life been through some challenging transitions in my own life. A little over 15 years ago, I was working for the largest private financial investment firm in the state of Mississippi. And then after 9-11, market crashes. We end up having to lay off people. I ended up being the last one laid off. I was laid off. Never expected that. I just never expected to lose a job. I mean, it may sound arrogant. I just never thought I would ever experience that. It was a challenging time. What was going on? God, what was your plan for me? Turns out, I ended up becoming Mr. Mom, and I took care of our daughter and got her to school and did that and took the kids to school. My wife ended up, she is an occupational therapist, started working full-time. I ended up getting some work as an adjunct professor at a Christian college, Bellhaven College, and uh, also doing some uh, consulting work. We ended up having more income that year than we've ever had, ever. Since or before, God was faithful to us. 
I've met a woman that works at a Safeway grocery store. Uh, I go and pick up the donuts and everything. I don't know if you've ever seen the donuts. They're probably all gone by this time. But uh, I pick up donuts for all the volunteers who come in on Sunday morning. We have a whole crew that come in at 6 o'clock, 6.15. They're here setting everything up. So I go pick up the donuts and stuff and fruit and things for them. And a few weeks ago, this woman, I, she has uh, normally has had you know, really long, beautiful blonde hair. But she came in, it was all short, it was cut short. So I was just being nice. Uh, I just said, uh, your hair looks nice. I could see you obviously changed your hairdo. And, and she started sharing with me that she has cancer. She has breast cancer, and she had had to have all her hair cut. And that's the reason why she had a wig on. And she started telling me about it. And then, you know, other people came in line, so I had to leave. So every week since then, every time I go through there, she's there every, mor- every Sunday morning when I go through the line. And she tells me more about what's going on with her. Last week, she told me, she started, I, I told her then, that first time, I said, well, I'm a pastor, and I just want you to know I'll be praying for you. And so every time since then, she's just kept opening up. Last time, she opened up to me and talked about how she was baptized in the ocean in, in California and that she named her daughter Christina, Christ in her and stuff and these sort of things. <clears throat> she's going through a transition this morning. I uh, gave her one of my business cards. I said, you know, I don't know if you have a pastor, but you have one now. And I gave her my card, and she started to cry. And, and, and I just wanted her to know, because I don't think she has a church here, that she has somebody. She has a pastor. You know, God will be with her. God will not forsake her. If she turns to him, he will take her through that transition. And the same thing has been true for Cornerstone Church. As we've gone through this transition, we've turned to him, we've asked him to lead us and guide us, and he is the one who has taken us through this transition. Leads us to principle number two that John gave us when he preached this sermon. Principle number two, when my future discourages me, I remind myself that God himself will cross the river ahead of me. This is based on verse 3, Deuteronomy 31, verse 3. If we've got that verse, that's verse 7. Can we try verse 3? My bad. I didn't set those slides up quite like we should have. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you will dispossess them and Joshua will go over as as your head, as the Lord has spoken. The Lord your God himself will will go before you. When my future discourages me, I remind myself that God himself will cross the river with me. And, and that's what Moses reminds the people of. You know, and, you know, when we get discouraged, sometimes when you're going through a difficult time, you can get discouraged. You can begin to wonder, is God really here? Is he really with me? I questioned that when I, I lost my job. I'm thinking, you know, are you really here with me? But he was, and he took me through it. We, even as we've gone through this search process, have had some discouraging times. Uh, as if you remember, when we went through it, if you were here, we've had a lot of new people come to the church that don't even realize this, but early on in the transition process and the search process, we thought we had a candidate. Uh, we announced to the church we thought we had a candidate, and it turned out that he decided he didn't feel like the time was right to make that kind of a move. And so we had to start all over. We had to start the whole process over, basically from scratch and go through it again. We were able to get some help, 
And then uh, God led us to uh, Scott Savage. Sometimes, you know, when we go through challenging times, through transitions, uh, we can get discouraged. But we have to, despite those challenges, we have to keep our faith in God and in his leadership through the process, which is what we have done as a church. So when we cross the rivers of uncertainty in life, we need to trust God to lead us through those changes. Leads me to the third principle, which says, when my future seems unsure, I remember the victories God has given in the past and credit God for them. So this is verses 4 and 5, Deuteronomy 31, verses 4 and 5. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. So what is Moses doing? He's reminding them of how God has given them victories in the past. And if he's given them victories in the past, he will give them victories in the future as they cross the river Jordan. And so he has done the same thing. That's what John tried to do for us, to to remind us of the victories in Cornerstone's past. And if you remember when he preached that sermon, he talked about how uh, when he first came on staff, I mean, the church was only like 40 people at that time when he first came on staff. And uh, he just you know, trusted God. He was leading, and he took the position and everything, and he got here. And then he started looking over the financial figures and the budget and everything, and he realized there wasn't enough money in the bank and in the budget to cover his salary. (laughs) He was like, what have I done? You know, (laughs) I've taken this position. The church doesn't have enough money to pay my salary. But God was faithful. God was faithful, and he provided. He provided not only for his salary, but you know, now the salary for several, as you will see a little later here, several people on staff and has continued to use God and uh, use us in a significant way. In fact, we say sometimes, you know, in those early days, uh, just last year, we spent more money on missions than the total budget of the church seven years ago. We spent just on missions, not everything, just on missions than we had in our total budget seven years ago and so God has been faithful he has given us victories as we've gone through this transition and so I'm going to invite some of the people who have been a part of this and part of helping lead us through this transition and uh you know again I think it's a little earlier in the sermon than they thought it would be so hopefully they're here but I see Stan and Josh and you guys I want the staff search team and elder board to come on staff on stage And while they're doing this, I'm going to remind you of some things about how God has been faithful to us through this uh, transition. You know, our our Sunday morning attendance. Um, Normally when a church goes through a transition, you see a big drop. You go see a big drop in attendance. Well, that's not been the case uh, for Cornerstone Church. Yeah, we've lost a few people, but we've gained some people. Overall, our church attendance has stayed basically where it was before John left. Uh, Easter Sunday, we were very, very close to the same attendance, almost 800 people here 
on Easter Sunday this year compared, and the same number uh, last year when John was here. So God has been faithful to us. Our attendance has remained the same. Financially, the church remains strong. You might argue or could argue that it's stronger now than it was before we went through this transition. We paid off all our debt during the transition. $100,000 we paid off in debt, and we remained in a very strong financial position. We still remain in the black. We've expanded our ministries during the transition. We have expanded it to where uh, we have now a family ministry that Josh is helping oversee. So he's oversees not just youth and children's and nursery, but he also is started. We've started a family ministry during this time. We've expanded connection ministries designed to help you to connect with one another and, and grow in your faith. And so we've, you've, those, the women particularly would know about the Thrive ministry that was launched during this transition time. All of these things expanding our ministries during this time. We've engaged our community uh, by engaging our community groups and serving. If you were here last Sunday, you saw evidence of how we, you know, had each of those small groups, 25 small groups, gave them $100 each, and they multiplied that tenfold plus, okay, and then invested it in ministry and serving in our community, and we celebrated that uh, last Sunday. We have continued to expand our support for missions locally and around the world. And we have two gals right now, as we speak, who are in Kitway, Zambia, Shelby Ray Myers and Jenna Inman. And then there's a team of eight of us, of which I'm a part of, who will be leaving on July 14th to head to Kitway, Zambia. And we've been raising money. We needed to raise $28,000. i am pleased to say we have raised $28,000. We've fully funded. Now, just because we're fully funded doesn't mean we're still not trying to raise money. Uh, because we might actually need some more funds on the ground, and then it will help fund future short-term trips. So we're going to still have our Mexican uh, buffet dinner, by the way. We're going to do that next Sunday, July 10th, right after the, the service. will be at 12 o'clock noon, so please join us. You can sign up out at the uh, belong table or online. If you go to our website, Pastor Scott will be there. It will be a great opportunity to get to know him, and you get to support a good cause. So join us for that. But we've seen God continue to use us to impact the world uh, through, even as we go through this, these challenging times. But as we've gone through these, this transition, these challenging times, there have been a lot of people, you know, volunteers and everybody, but there's been a lot of people behind the scenes that have been really key to helping us go through this transition. And so I want to introduce some of them. If you remember when John uh, preached this sermon. He had all the staff and the elders on stage when he did that, and we're going to want to we want to recognize these for how they have served us through this time. And I want to start though with the search team. And so actually we have Stan Cedarleaf, who is our elder chairman, who is on and has been on and was on the search team. Cecily Gray was on the search team. Susie Schaefer on the search team. Hey, we're actually missing two. Dave Richards and Mike Mark Tim, who aren't here today, but they were on the search team. These people, you don't realize how much time and energy goes into a search process. I mean, I don't know how many resumes, probably hundreds of resumes that you have to sort through and then narrow it down. And then you go through a whole interviewing process. And actually, we had to go through that twice 
and then, you know, narrow it on down. And it means countless hours of work that has gone into this whole transition process. So would you give a round of applause to our search team for how God has used them. Another key uh, part of this has been the elders. The elders have been a key part of it. The search team narrowed it down, and then they turned it over to the elders, and the elders have been an integral part of this whole search and transition process and leading the church through this transition process. So I want to make sure we acknowledge our, our elders. Harv Smith over here on the end, one of our elders. Stan Cedarleaf, who is uh, one of our elders. Um, I'm an elder. We actually have a couple more that are not here. Again, Dave Richards, who's an elder but was also head of the search team, and Jeff Noonan and uh, his wife, Lindsay, who leads our nursery. Uh, their daughter's getting married this afternoon, so we decided we'd let them off and not have to be here. So, but Jeff um, is an elder. Again, countless hours of work going on uh, behind the scene. Would you express your appreciation to the elder board of Cornerstone Church? And then the staff, and uh, some of them retired on us in the midst of this transition, but they were an integral part of the whole transition and have been uh, strong members of the staff, beginning with Dan Rydberg. As I mentioned in the first service, he has not left us or forsaken us. He is <laughs> still here with us, and we are so thankful. And yes, we... We probably shouldn't do it for everybody individually. We'll do it all at the end, okay, because it will take a while. But this is Denise Budge. You may not know Denise. Denise is our receptionist. She's also our bookkeeper. She also helps run the First Impressions Ministry, which is all the ushers and the greeters and the welcome team. She's the one that helps coordinate all that. That's Denise Budge. Mark Kirkendall was one of the others who retired on us but also has been dealing with cancer. And just a little over a week ago, had cancer surgery, so it's a miracle that he's even here right now. Yeah, we can get... <laughs> you know, facilities management and uh, mobile operations and all the stuff that takes place here. And then Tyler, who was the guy who took his place, Tyler Langford, who is now facilities management and uh, mobile operations. And... <laughs> yes, okay, we got some fans. All right. <laughs> Josh McClintock, he's our youth and family ministry leader, and so he's uh, been an integral part of this whole process. You know who Jamie Parker is, because he's up here on stage all the time. He's always wanting a lot of attention. I don't know, you know, we have to, you know, and I'm just kidding. It's all a joke. It's a joke. That's a private joke. Uh, Jamie's great, and we love Jamie, and uh, does a great job. And then Frank Lankford is uh, community groups and has taken on care ministry because uh, Dan you know, he retired on us, so he took on care ministry. And then, of course, not least but not last, Tom Gershay, who is our preacher through this whole time. And so we're, we're just grateful, you know, for all of these people because they're the ones that have helped take this church. You know, God has been the one who's led us. You don't want to mistake that. But he's used these people to help take us through this transition. So what Clovis. we want to do right now is we just Clovis. want to... Yeah. Excuse me. I'm good. Can I interrupt you for just a moment? I don't know. It depends on what you want to say. Sorry about that. Well, I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> That's what I figured. Sorry so about no, that. So no, you don't... You can't. Yes, I can. <laughs> just because I'm the head elder. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when John joined us seven years ago, John was a phenomenal teacher, great statistician, but he was not an administrator. You mentioned the word administration to him, and he would go white. 
And believe me, he would get sick. We asked God to send us an administrator. And he sent us Clovis. And folks, this man has done a phenomenal job. Not only since the time that he joined us, but through this transition, most of it's fallen on his shoulders. And we thank you, Clovis. And we thank God thank for him. Thanks. So we want to take some time to pray. We just want to pray. We want to thank God for how he's taken us through this transition. And we want to thank him for how he's going to lead us as we move forward. So I'm going to ask Josh. I think he has a mic over here. And uh, maybe uh, Dan after him. So, Josh, you start. And then Dan will close. Let's pray. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, just for your goodness, Lord, we, we can look back in Scripture and see your faithfulness for thousands of years, and uh, we see it here today. Um, so we just look to your word uh, for the truth that's in it, knowing that, Lord, you don't leave your children, you don't forsake your children. And uh, we're just so thankful that we get to look to you, that we get to call you Father, that we've seen your hand through uh, the midst of this transition this past year, uh, exciting stuff that happened, um, Lord, and, and just the reminder that we can't put our faith in people, uh, that we can't put our faith in any kind of um, anything other than you. Uh, we're, we're always left uh, broken hardened and empty uh, when we do that. So, Lord, we continue to, to fix our gaze on you. We continue to fix our heart on you, knowing that uh, when Scott comes on board, uh, that's not going to change the fact that you're the head of this church and that we're continuing to seek first your will and your kingdom. So, uh, Lord, we're just, again, grateful uh, that you loved us first, that when we had our backs turned against you, you still uh, went up on the cross for us. And we thank you for giving us new life. And we pray that in this coming season, uh, the transition isn't necessarily over. It's not going to be over until we get to see you face to face. And uh, we just ask that, that in the meantime, we, you'd continue to give us um, Holy Spirit power, that you would continue to enable us to make a, an impact in this community, because that's what it's all about. It's about serving the people uh, that are near to us, loving you and loving people. Uh, so that's what we want to do well. So, Lord, as, as we get ready for Scott to come on board, we pray for all the logistical things that need to happen on that end. Uh, we pray that uh, things would run smoothly. But uh, above all, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to keep our hearts uh, focused in on you and our eyes uh, fixed on that finish line. Um, and, Lord, that, that we would just constantly remind ourselves and saturate our heart with your word uh, that you are here, that, that your kingdom can't be shaken. Um, and that, Lord, in the end, uh, you will reign supreme, and we just look so forward to that day, and we are just grateful that we get to serve you in the meantime. So we love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, you tell us that your faithfulness reaches to the skies, your love reaches to the heavens. Lord, we, we just want to praise you today as we remember and we think back uh, just over this last uh, period of transition, Lord, of uh, how you have been so faithful. So, Lord, we, we just want to give all that praise to you. We look forward to uh, Pastor Scott as he comes and he now leads this church with that, that heart of a man that, that wants to put Jesus first, wants to make sure those 
roots are in place. So, Lord, we give you thanks for the the team the that searched so long and hard for him. We continue to pray, Lord, for the existing staff, for every one of the volunteers, Lord, that you would continue to encourage them, strengthen them. Lord, that you would bless them. You've blessed Cornerstone Church, and we're grateful for that. We just give you thanks for that. So, God, may you be glorified through all of this. It's our desire, Lord, to to see you be glorified, to see your kingdom grow. Lord, it's all about you, and we're just so thankful to be part of this. Thank you for using us, each and every one of us that's here in this room here today, all of those that were here early this morning, those at the first service. So, God, we just uh, give you the praise and the thanks, and we just pray it all in the name and the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. There is one more staff person that could be here this morning. Her name's Linnea McKay. She functions as my assistant and will be for Scott as well. They had to air flight her youngest child to Phoenix Children's Hospital last night. Apparently, he's got uh, juvenile diabetes, so they didn't know that. So you could be praying for them. So. Anyway, would you please give them a round of applause as they, uh, as a rest of staff and everybody exits, uh, exit off. So we also have a video from Scott that we'd like to show that uh, just kind of a message to us as he's excited and gets ready to start this next Sunday. So let's, uh, let's watch the video from Scott. Hey,
Amen. Amen. So we're excited. We're looking forward to uh, Scott being here again. He starts his tenure next Sunday, and uh, we really, really look forward to, to that. That leads me to principle number four, and this was a principle that uh, John went through when we studied this passage. And it says this, I choose to put my confidence not on my circumstances or my human leader, but in the Lord my God who goes with me. So Moses reminds the people that they need to be putting their trust in God to lead them through and across the Jordan River. Not himself, not Joshua, God, to lead them through. And the fact that I think that we have continue, we've continued to see God work through Cornerstone Church through this transition is evidence of the fact that it's not about a human leader. It's about God. It's about him, about him working in and through us. And if we hope to continue to be used by God, we must keep our focus on him and not a human leader. As excited as we are to have Scott coming, and we believe strongly he is the guy that God has called to be the next lead pastor at Cornerstone Church, we cannot put our faith and trust in him. We have to put our faith and trust in God. He is the one who will lead us. You know, we're going through a situation right now politically within our country, wrestling with who's going to be the next leader. We have to remember, we don't put our faith and trust in a human leader. They will always disappoint. And Scott, as great as a guy as he is, he will make mistakes. He is human. We tend to put our pastors on a pedestal. It's a mistake. But we can trust God that he will work in and through Scott and in and through Cornerstone Church. That we can do. So that leads me to the conclusion. You know, after the Israelites crossed the river, the Jordan River, without Moses, and he, you know, after having provided a new leader, Joshua, they still had to do battle when they crossed over to the new, to the promised land. Sometimes we think, oh, we're going to make, we've made it through this transition, or we made it through this difficult time in our lives, and now we can sit back and rest. It's all done. We made it through this tough time. No, no. It, the, the battles are just beginning. We, we have battles to fight, spiritual battles, a spiritual war that is still going on. It's going on around us. So just because we've made it through the transition and God has provided us with a new lead pastor doesn't mean that we can sit back and rest. No, we still have a, a, a war to wage. And so as we trust God with this, we need to realize that there's still battles to be fought to win the Prescott area and the world to Christ. And we need to be engaged in it. But as we begin this new season in the life of Cornerstone Church, we want to, as I've said before, we want to celebrate today, celebrate the victories, honor those who have helped us through this transition And we want to praise God for never leaving us or forsaking us 
through the transition, and we want to look forward with faith as we step forward into this new season of life in the Cornerstone Church. Are you thankful for how he has taken us through this transition? Amen. Are you ready to move forward in faith? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, for how you have been with us. Great is thy faithfulness. We are so thankful. We recognize your hand in taking us through this transition. Yeah, there have been some challenges along the way, but you've always been with us. You never forsake us. You never abandoned us. You've always been there with us, and you've taken us through it. And we look forward to what you have for the future. We pray for Scott. We pray, God, that you will just anoint him, use him, speak through him. We thank you for his gifts, how you will use him to communicate your truth to us. We pray that our lives would be changed, transformed as a result. We also pray, God, that we would be ready to move forward in faith to take this city for your sake. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the audio from Cornerstone Church in Prescott, Arizona. For more information, visit us online at www.prescottcornerstone.com.